Are you ready to bring on the weird? What's that? Say that again. Are you ready to bring on the weird? Yeah. It, I didn't have your thing turned all the way up yet. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm ready. How about you? Oh, man. I'm super ready for this one. This is going to be fantastic. It's going to be a good one, right? That's the idea. We're just going to do a little bullshitting until he gets in. I guess we could do our drinks real quick. And if he has his drink, then works for me. Find out what he's drinking, too. I kind of don't think he's a drinker, man. He looks like a... Huh? Nah, he looks like a guy who stays in pretty good shape to me. Ah, you can have alcohol and be in shape, too. That one is a shape. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about today. Nope. <laughs> well, let's start with what you're drinking. Ah, uh, I have my trusty cream ale. Oh, there we go. Did you get that, Tom? I got a beep. Oh. Is that good or bad? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Meeting still going on? Uh, I think. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how to use this. <laughs> I think it was just like a notification saying, hey, your meeting's starting soon. All right. So you got your cream ale, huh? Yep. And what do you got? I got something different today. Oh, no. Stop it. It's by Trogues, and it's called Blizzard of Hops, a winter Ooh. IPA. It's a, only a 6.4. It's all right. But it's an 80 IBU. So, hey. It says, we created this winter IPA to toast hop growers around the world for another successful harvest. This storm of hoppy citrus and fucking citrus. I didn't even know it was citrus. (laughs) And pine notes is a bright reminder that the end of the hop cycle is only the beginning. Mm -hmm. Let me uh, me get this a little go here. Yeah, It tastes like a fucking pine tree, dude. (laughs) Oh my God. That's insane. It'll be all right after a minute. Get a couple of them in you. Yeah, I'm going to need a couple of them. They're only six point... What did I say? No, I already forgot. Six point fours. Okay. I brought a dogfish down. Dogfish head down just in case, too. Yeah, that makes sense. Just in case. So I guess everybody knows this is uh, going to be an interview with David Weiss. It's pretty fucking exciting, right, dude? Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about this. Uh He's the one that actually approached us. He sent us an email, and I'm like, is this... Both of us were like, is this for real? Is this legitimate? Well, I don't know if it was him or his people, but either way, yeah. You got people? I don't know. We don't have people. Yet. Not yet. I mean, he did the uh, Down in the Rabbit Hole. Was that the YouTube series, or was that a podcast, too? Down in the Rabbit Hole is the YouTube channel. Okay. Or it's uh, D-I-T-R-H. T-R-H, yeah. Because I don't think down in the rabbit hole gets you anything if you search that. Oh. It might. D-I-T-R-H. Yeah, it might. There's plenty of others that I know I've seen D-T-R-H or just down the rabbit hole for other things. Yeah. But his was down in the rabbit hole. Yeah, down in. But I don't know if he... Does he still do that? Does he still do the... Well, he had the Flat Earth podcast, too. I don't know if he still he releases new episodes or not. I'm not really sure. He's probably just so busy trying to, you know, prove these quote-unquote scientists wrong. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson, scientist? I don't know about that. You're a character at this point, buddy. At this point, yeah. He's more of a radio personality. Yeah. Bill Nye? I don't think Bill Nye was ever a scientist, was he? 
He has, I think he has. He's like an optometrist. Bachelor's degree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bachelor's degree in uh, mechanical or something, something like that. But it wasn't anything, not a PhD, nothing beyond a certain point. But I mean, there's that traditional education. They both have the traditional education that has that piece of paper that says they have this traditional education. But did they actually run? We got David Weiss waiting to come in. Bring him in. Let's go. You guys there? Hey, yeah. there he is. Right on time. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. Last minute, man. Oh, no, that's fine. Are we, are you, are you going to record video? You can. Ed. I mean, it's, we just do the audio podcast, but we okay. always record video so we can see each other's facial reactions and all that. I agree. I like it. My microphone. Right. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> Always got to check so many shows. I'm like, I'm on my mic the whole time, and it's fucking uh-huh. not yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a we have a mic test too. A bunch of times, like, okay, we scratch it, we talk to each I, other. And I we... know it's on, but I still have to check because <laughs> I've done it too many fucking times. <laughs> I just like motherfucker. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey man, right. what's in your cup? What's in my cup? It's just tea, man. Because I'm doing, I'm doing like 25 interviews a week, and I, my wow. voice is just a fucking. It's getting shredded. Wow. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys got there? Oh, is, is this the one I'm supposed to be drinking? Is this the show I'm supposed to be drinking on? <laughs> well, if we do. If that's what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I'm good. I'm good. I have. I have. I'm, I'm doing. I'm on some radio shows on 80 stations tonight at 11:30. So. Jeez. I have to, I have to stay. Uh, Stay, stay good. All right. So, <laughs> quick question before we start: you uh-huh. can Take us anywhere you want. We can ask me anything. Nothing's off limits. If you want to ask hard questions, I I thrive on those. All right. Where do you guys stand on the flat Earth? Somewhere in the middle of it. Okay, yeah. good. So you're already flat Earthers. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, I, I, either way is good. But I love people that think flat Earth is the dumbest shit on Earth. You guys, I'm just like, here we go. Open-minded. <laughs> Let's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No. No worries. It's just like you know where where um what angle of attack I need to come in at. <laughs> All right. I don't think you have to convince us one way or the other. We're going to be on board with whatever you can throw at us. Yeah. And, and just any questions you can come up with and um, you should be able to come up with tons, but I mean, I can go on and on and just <laughs> go over stuff. It, it's, it's flat earth is really well suited for video shows, but I, I've done plenty of great audio shows. So here we go. So the video you have going on behind you, it's a nice view of the well, flat Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Where? How did? How did you get that footage? Balloon, one hundred twenty thousand feet. That's just about halfway to the moon, as they tell us. No, 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 no. Moon's two hundred thirty-eight thousand miles. But let's talk about this. Oh, on the oh, show. oh, you said you said one hundred twenty thousand feet. Feet. That's all. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nobody can get much higher than that. No one's ever gone higher than that. But let's do this on the show. Lots of good talking for. <laughs> The show's already started, man. We're in. Oh, it. Yeah. I didn't know we were in it, dude. Yeah, yeah, gotta... <laughs> we're new to Zoom, man. We so this is our first ever Zoom thing. So yeah, That's it's already right. recording. I'll cut all everything out you want cut out, and I don't want anything cut out. You keep it all in, man. All right, <laughs> whatever you like. All right, William and Elijah, right? Yep. That's us. All right. Thanks. I guess my first question is, how long have you been into this? Into this the. Is it a flat Earth theory, flat Earth hypothesis? What is? What would you call it? Well, that's that's 
kind of funny because, you know, what I like to say now, it, it's 2020 and people still think we live on a spinning ball flying through a friggin' infinite vacuum, mm -hmm. which is once you understand um, what the spinning ball model is, you wonder how you ever believed it. So when you say, is it a theory? It's not a theory. I mean, the, the theory, the religion is the ball religion because, mm -hmm. you know, when I first heard about flat earth, I said, there's 9,000 proofs that the earth is a ball and zero proofs that it's flat. Mm. And that couldn't be any more wrong that, than that couldn't be farther from the truth. There's countless flat earth proofs. There's countless proofs that we don't live on a ball. Okay. But there's zero proofs that we live on a ball. Zero. You know, you, you might think you have some, you might sticks and shadows from Aristophanes from the Greeks 500 years ago, boats going over the horizon, seasons, day and night, sunsets over the ocean on a clear day. All eclipses. of that. Oh, yeah. Well, the eclipses, the eclipses prove the flat earth, but we, where do you want to start, man? <laughs> Boy, I don't know. There's, there's so so many questions I have. Let's start with eclipses real quick, real quick. And then, sure. you, then you can hit me with your questions. Sure. Um, so every, you know, our history is all a lie. Anything before the 1920s is a lie, okay? In the 1920s, everyone on Earth knew the Earth was flat, and it was taught in schools here in America, everywhere, okay? And, uh, Even in the 20s. In the 1920s, then they introduced these bankers' wars, World War I, World War II, all this stuff to destroy history. You know, the, all the World's Fairs happened back then, and those weren't built. Those were the destruction of a former civilization that was here okay a former um more advanced civilization than we are now so that's when the takeover happened i believe in the early very early 1900s and we can get into into that but eclipses um you guys are familiar with the anti-cathera mechanism yeah. you're not uh, no no you are you're not yes Okay, so it, just real quick, it's a device found off of uh, the island, uh, I think it's called Antikythera in Greece, um, and it was a 2,000-year-old, you know, it looks like the like uh, the, the wheels inside of a fine watch, but it was much bigger, and uh, they threw, um, you know, x-rays and, and uh, you know, looking at it, they figured out what it was, and it basically it predicts all the eclipses. The eclipses run on an 18-year, 11-day cycle. Don't quote me on the 11 days, it's somewhere around 18 years. <laughs> And there, there's two cycles, and they repeat like a clock perfectly, okay? If we lived in this heliononsensical system with things flying around and gravity and orbits, nothing would repeat day to day, let alone years, centuries, and, you know, uh, apart. So that right there proves that everything in the sky is literally set like a clock. We call it the sky clock. Right. Um, so, you know, eclipses... You know, we're taught by Bill Lye, the lion guy with the bow tie, that um, <laughs> that uh, that the only way you can have a lunar eclipse with that curved shadow is if the Earth was a sphere, and that's a lie just to start with, okay? And he shows, you know, if it was a disc, you know, you'd have a line, right? That's crazy. You, you know, it only be able to, you'd only be able to have it, an eclipse happen one way if it was a disc, but no matter which way it comes in, it's always this curved line. The thing is, and it's hard to visualize, but if you take a single source light, the sun, and and a and a ball and cast a shadow onto another ball, now if you cast a shadow onto a wall, that shadow will have the curve of the ball, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. If you're casting a shadow on a ball onto another ball, because that ball is a ball and not flat, that shadow comes in as a as a like an ellipse, and then it spreads out 
and then it leaves as an ellipse. So it doesn't oh, wow. come in just the way they show us as a perfect smiley face the whole time. All right. So wow. that proves that doesn't prove <laughs> anything other than it's not a ball shedding, shedding a shadow on a ball. But what does prove and again, eclipses, the moon are the biggest mysteries on the flat earth and on the globe earth. But what does prove um, t- totally takes it apart is a thing called the Seleninian eclipse. And that's uh, where the where the observer, when you're an observer on a ball, you're always on the top of the ball because it's the only place you can be. Mm-hmm. And if you're watching the sun is you know, setting and the moon is rising, one of them would have to be below the horizon for the eclipse to happen. But they're both above and the eclipse starts. And not only does the eclipse start, you know, you got you got the moon up off of your left shoulder. The sun is up off your right shoulder. So that means the earth is below them. So it's not eclipsing the moon yet. And then the eclipse comes in from the top. Okay, that proves (laughs) not what it is. It proves that it's not the earth. Okay, how's that? (laughs) Mind blowing. (laughs) Yeah. And And then one other thing. If you're in the middle of the ocean or the you know away from city lights, there's no lights. There's a full moon. It's a clear night. That moon is bright, and you can read by it, right? You can you can read the newspaper. Not that there's ever any reason to read a newspaper, right. but <laughs> but it's bright enough to read by. Agreed? You've, yes. Yeah. Moonlight, yes. Moonlight, mm. Moonlight's nice and bright. Yep. So the moon, supposedly in the helio nonsensical BS model, is um, a dusty, dirty ball reflecting sunlight. Okay. Th- you know, I, dusty, dirty balls don't really reflect sunlight that brightly, in my opinion. But you can read by it. Well, the Earth <clears throat> is six times bigger than the moon. And I would argue that it's more reflective. It's got water. It's got, you know, it's not a dusty, dirty gray ball. Covered yeah. Yeah. Dust. yeah. Um, so it's six times brighter. When we have a new moon, a new moon is when the, the last little sliver of the moon disappears. Mm-hmm. And at the new moon, you don't see it. And then it's no one has ever seen the moon after it went new for in less than 40 some odd hours. Okay. So let's call it 40 hours. It's almost two full days. No one has ever been able to see it. Infrared photography, high flying aircraft, the, the fake space station, nothing. So it just disappears. No one's ever seen it, but think about the amount of earth shine six. The sun is it's if you're on the moon, you have a full, full earth, like a full moon, but you have a full earth because the sun is on the other side. Mm-hmm. How come that brightness that's six times bigger doesn't light up the moon like the moon lights up the earth okay and it's because yeah. it's all it's all can i say bullshit on here yeah you can say Have whatever you it. want <laughs> <laughs> i mean sometimes these words you know so many people get offended with words yeah but you know, sometimes words are the you know certain words are the most descriptive so, mm-hmm. so it's, all, it's it's all bullshit you can say whatever you want on here man all right i don't want to i try not no, to we're swear, good. but sometimes you know <laughs> sometimes yeah. i have no choice so all right, so there, there we go. Eclipses busted. Um, how do they happen? There's all sorts of um, theories, but again, anything that's above our heads, out of our reach, above cruising altitude, or beyond the shoreline of Antarctica is speculation at this point. Nobody can tell because nobody can go there. So we can argue about that all the time. I tell people, look at the lights in your ceiling carefully, and then without looking down, tell me what shape your floor is. All right? That's yeah. Ridiculous, yeah. Right. So. <laughs> So what do you think, <clears throat> you said you don't know, but what do you speculate the Earth and the moon is? Do you think it's uh, lights suspended? Do you think it's on the, I guess, the dome? Or do you think it's outside of the dome? 
Yeah, so that's a great, great question. And uh, um, the I believe, and again, speculation over our head. So the earth is physical. We're on this plane, whatever the heck it is. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I say look at the earth as the basement of the universe, okay? Mm-hmm. The basement of the whole universe. And and we live, uh, I'll, I'll get into the construct of, w- of what it is in a little bit, <laughs> but we live on this earth and there's a dome above us and everything we see in the sky from airplanes to stars and moon, sun and unexplained objects are all within the earth system. Everything is within, within the earth system rotating around us on, on its, its schedule. Uh, you know, the wheels in the sky keep on turning <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they literally work like a perfect clock. So what is the moon? Personally, I think the moon and the sun that we see are not physical, that they are within or above the firmament. Okay. And that they're being projected, for lack of a better word, into the sky screen. Okay. Okay. And and uh, and that's why that's how we see them. So and the, the way I, I realized that one day I was in Vegas at a, on um, at the pool, um, and uh, and the the sun was about you know forty five degrees off my right side. Um, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon or something, and the sun was blazing on my face late afternoon and it was blazing i could feel the heat on my face and then the, the to about 100 yards to my left was the giant hotel with had all mirrored windows and the sun was lined up with the window perfectly and it was shining on the left side of my face and i look and i you know i could see the sun and i look and i see the sun and they both i know which one's the reflection but they both look the same mm-hmm. so i closed my eyes and i said all right can it can i tell that the one on the right is the real sun by the heat and the heat was the same that was coming off of the reflection and that, that's interesting right yeah what's so, up with that so, so what that's saying is the sun that we see could be a reflection yeah okay or a yeah. reflection or a projection into our our system you know when you're driving down the road as a kid and you say hey mom the moon is following me mm-hmm. your mom oh no it's not well your mom was wrong you were right the we see <laughs> This, these objects in the sky in a position relative to where we are. Okay. okay. Let me give you a, a, let's see if you can follow this. Um, and it's like, how the heck could that be? <laughs> I think we have a room and I divide the room with a blue, a sheer blue sheet, right? Okay. You can't okay. really see through it. It's a sheer blue sheet. And on the far side of the room, we have a spotlight, a bright light. And that bright light, you know, if the room was pitch black, you wouldn't be able to see the sheet. That bright light lights up the whole sheet. Okay. Mm-hmm. That sheet is the sky. Okay. But that light is so bright. I can see through the sheet and I could see the white light. I could see the projector. I could see, I could see that. And if a third person, like if you and I were um, on the, on the same side of the sheet and we're five feet, 10 feet apart, whatever, a third person goes up and, and I say, I see that light right there on the sheet. They're going to put a little X with the Sharpie on the sheet. And then, but you're going to see it on a different spot on the sheet. Yeah. Okay? Right. We're both seeing the same thing in two different positions. So that's how we see things in the sky. We call it our personal atmospheric dome of vision. Um, that's a tough thing to do on a radio show, but um, <laughs> I have I have tons of videos on that. That once you see it, it's amazing. And one of them is made by a diehard globe believer that we live on a globe, and he shows how we see the sun, and it explains flat Earth perfectly. He just can't see it. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. What about the face of the moon? We Everybody sees one side of the moon, but then they tell us in the southern hemisphere that it's at a different angle. How does that work? 
Um, it's upside. That's completely upside down in the in the in the in the in, the, in the Australia compared to here, right? Yeah. So you know, I, we had uh, we we had people in um, England and Australia photograph the moon at the exact same time, and okay. uh, and one of them was in the day sky and one of them was in the night sky, right? And um and they were upside down. I'm showing you guys a graphic, but we'll talk, we'll talk about it here because we're on um, audio and it's upside down. So if you're in a room and you go to the back of your room and you draw a six in the center of the ceiling and you're looking at that six, walk yeah. to the other side of the room, turn around and look at that six. It's a nine. Right. It's yeah. That yeah. simple. Look, I'm, I'm <laughs> completely right. on board with that because it makes sense to me. If I'm looking at something flat or globe, if I'm looking at it, from the North Pole, it's going to look completely different if I'm looking at it from the ice ring or Antarctica or whatever it is. Right, exactly. And and um, people say, well, if it's a disc and you look at it from a distance, it's going to look like an ob- oblong thing. Um, that's because you're thinking of it as a physical thing. It's a projection into the system, and we see it relative to our own position. We see it relatively close. If you ask me, and many people agree with me, and many people are unable to process the information, um. I can watch the sun rise over the water and set over the water where I am. Okay. And, and when I see it appear on the horizon, I can, I was like, you know what? That's kind of near Montauk. I'm in Connecticut, you know? And okay. I'm like, that's about 65 miles away. So I'm seeing it set about 65 miles away. So it's literally from sunrise to sunset, the sun that I see travels maybe 130 miles. And I think that's how everyone sees the sun. Like in Connecticut, when I'm watching the sunrise, it's real. The, the, the real sun is over um, Africa. There's no way I'm looking at a sun that's all the way over in Africa. I'm looking at a sun that's 65 miles away. Um, and the way, the, again, the, my personal atmospheric dome videos on, the, on, the, on the, the app, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. If you get a glass dome, uh, get a couple glass domes, paperweights, whatever, and you hold a pen light over them and you move them. So you got a, a row of glass domes and you move that pen light across them. You'll see a sun inside the dome rise and set in each one, but they'll rise and set at different times because they're in different positions to where the real sun is. Yeah. I saw that video on your YouTube that it okay, was you with good. your, your cell phone. I guess you were going around the dome, the glass that, dome. That's a, that was a single dome. Yeah, that works. And then it showed you like a sun floating inside the dome. Crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I'm not saying that's how it happens. It's possible that the sun that we see is projected from the North Pole in the center of the flat Earth. Mm. I don't know, man. No one's allowed <laughs> to go there. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, the idea of a sun 93 million miles away is the most ridiculous thing ever. Do you think the sun so- is... Sorry, Will, did you have something? No, no, go ahead. Do you think the sun is the heat source for the flat Earth, or do you think there's mm-hmm. another form of heat source? You know, there is, uh, it's awfully hot underneath the earth um, and there's lava, you know, there's lava tubes. They're not coming from the center of the core of an earth. I believe that the lava tubes are, you know, within eight miles of the surface. Um, again, I don't know. I think the earth is, is living in my, in my opinion. And um, that, uh, you know, does that heat come from the sun? Well, the sun, the way I look at it, everything is electric and magnetic in this world. And those are the only two forces. And the sun and the moon are the anode and diode of the earth battery system. So the sun is 
electrifying the earth and maybe that's what's causing the heat below i don't know man you gotta ask the big guy about how that how all that works wow yeah so, so you said eight, eight miles down is that you, so the on the cold, flat earth is that it yeah well on a on a on a uh, no no the earth is not eight miles thick no <laughs> no, no 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 what i'm saying is whether the earth is flat or not, the deepest hole is called, the, I think it's called the Kola borehole in, in Russia. And they, they dug down just short of eight miles where they hit an, a ba- barrier that they couldn't get through. They couldn't drill through it. They couldn't blow it up. They tried for years. They may still be trying. They cannot get through it. An impenetrable barrier. That's equivalent to an apple drilling through the skin and not even getting through the skin. Okay. Yeah, and by the way, while they were drilling, they were using ground penetrating radar and whatever tech they have to see what they were going to be hitting next. And mm-hmm. they were wrong every step of the way. All right. <laughs> There's no more water. They hit water. There's no more rocks. They hit rocks. Okay. They were wrong every step of the way. Then they hit this barrier. They can't get through it. And they're like, oh, well, we know what's at the core. And they, they, you know, we were all raised with science books on a meme showing us what the core of the earth looked like. You know, which one I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah. Very yeah. colorful. I mean, oh, yeah. That's a meme with zero science. That's it. Zero, zero science. We did an episode on hollow earth before we did one on flat earth. We did. We also did one on hollow earth and we said the same thing. We said they don't have a clue what's down there. They just tell you basically what they think that, that it is. They, they, whether they think it or they're purposely lying is a whole thing. I mean, it's all pseudoscience bullshit. Okay. All of it. Everything. I took four years of astronomy in school. Okay. It was back when Carl Sagan had come out with Cosmos, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I loved Cosmos and I was killer at that class. I knew it all. The girls cheated over me. I I tutored the girls in more ways than (laughs) than you could imagine. (laughs) And because of astronomy, four years of pseudoscience bullshit. Okay. I guess it prepared me for this because. Yeah, you know, flat earthers, flat earthers know more about the ball than the people that defend the ball, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe that one hundred percent. It's um, because when you asked me, you know, six years ago, how fast is the Earth spinning? Do you guys know the ball Earth? No, I don't. It's a thousand miles an hour at the equator. So if the equator is spinning once, it will go, you know, twenty four thousand miles around. It spins at a thousand miles an hour. It takes twenty four hours to go around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think of something spinning on an axis. You're on the equator and your circle is 24,000 miles around around the axis. You're going 1,000 miles an hour. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. What if you're in Alaska, which is very close to the center of rotation? You're still going to go around once a day, but your circle is much smaller, right? Because you're not on the fat, you're not on the outside of the circumference. So you're not going 1,000 miles an hour. You're going 300 miles an hour. Right. Right? Make sense? You with so, me? Yeah. Yeah, it's less for sure. So you're going. So let's say you're a mile from the North Pole, one mile. Do you know how many miles you'll go in 24 hours? It goes back to the math yeah, that we were talking Pi, 3.14 miles. Okay. Yeah. Because it's going to take, you're going to go around once. You're a mile, you're staying a mile. So a mile three times pi is 3.14. Mm-hmm. So 3.14, you're going less than a mile an hour. You're going, you know, a sixth of a mile an hour, whatever, an eighth of a mile <laughs> an hour. Okay. What if you were on an airplane there sitting on the runway and you flew to Ecuador and you wanted to land on a runway that's oriented north south? That runway is moving sideways at a thousand miles an hour. You can't even fathom what a thousand miles an hour is very easily. 
It's no. going sideways. It's going sideways. How are you going to gain that speed? Even if you add the speed that the engines bring the plane up to, the, it's only going 500 miles an hour. How are you going to gain the other 500 miles an hour to, to land sideways on a runway? Yeah, and, I don't think yeah, you can. The, uh, yeah. You, you got to wait till the Earth comes back around. No, that doesn't even matter. It's still <laughs> no. moving. It's moving a thousand miles an hour sideways. <laughs> it's insanity. It's insanity. Um, Man. Yeah, there's there's a lot to it. And and all right, so so we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour. Do you know how fast we're orbiting the sun? Right? We're going orbit around the sun. We go around yeah, one yeah. year. Uh-huh. 66, I don't know the exp- sixty six thousand six hundred miles an hour. Fascinating number, how the heliocentric soul lure system has that satanic number. Huh. Um well sixty six thousand six hundred miles an hour. You might as well say a million miles an hour because that's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. And while it's spinning and orbiting, the sun is flying through the galaxy <laughs> right. at a half a million miles an hour, a half a million miles an hour. This is where your brain is turning. Your listeners brains are turning into gravy. They're like, you know, none of this works. And that entire system's moving sideways at like one point two or two point two million miles an hour. <laughs> they move in four directions at once, four directions at once. And then, you know, in the mountains, you have lakes that are you know, mirrored like glass. They, uh, you know, they, they reflect the mountains and you can't tell which the mountain is from, from the reflection of the lake, right? Perfectly still. If you're in a car with a, a shallow bowl of water and you're going 100 miles an hour down a perfectly smooth, straight road, all is well. Take a <laughs> little bit of a turn and that water is gonzo, okay? Oh, yeah. The Earth is going a thousand miles an hour. It's dropping five miles a minute or something ridiculous like that, depending on how you do the calculation, because you're going over the curve and nothing happens. Water stays perfectly freaking calm. Okay. No, I saw, I did see something where Elon Musk had, he tweeted something out. I, I got another question about Elon Musk later, but yeah. uh, he said that we can only sense acceleration and not velocity. Do you think that's, that has something to do with this? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes and no. But um, when you're going, you know that you're moving. But c- turning, if going in a straight line is one thing. If you're going in a straight line, fine. You turn, that's the same as acceleration. That turn gives you the same force as acceleration. So we're spinning. We're dropping at five miles a minute. We're orbiting. We're cur- All of these are curves. <laughs> None of that ever happens. How, how about this? If you go out tonight, you know, by, by the way, why we're recording this, they once in a many many lifetimes event is happening at this very moment you know yeah. what it is yeah the two planets uh, lining yeah. up the two Jupiter planets are lining up my uh unfortunately it just got cloudy here and my partner is uh, at the beach and she's trying to photograph it with our super zoom camera but what are those planets uh saturn and jupiter i mean now, what are they physically are they... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll get into that in one second <laughs> okay. don't forget the question um but if you go out tonight, and so planets used to be called wandering stars until NASA came around. You know, the early 1900s, they called them planets. Right. Plane with a T. Earth plane. They added a T. They're telling us that they're planets. Hmm. It's all friggin' pseudoscience, witchcraft. German uh, rocket scientists help us put NASA together. Yeah. And, and you know what? I don't believe any of that either. You know, the, the <laughs> Werner von Braun came over here yeah. to run NASA. I, I, he, I think he's an actor. I think he came out of Hollywood. You know, I think it's all <laughs> it's all bullshit. Um, but if you go out tonight, any night and uh, at a certain time, mark where some of the prominent stars are. Say, all right, I see that little constellation over there and draw yourself a little map and and just remember where the stars are next year. Same time. Ten years. Same time. Go out. Same night. 
those stars will be in the exact same position. They will be in the exact same position. We're whirling and twirling and swirling and flying. And next year, we're going to be a billion miles from where we are this year or whatever the number is, because half a million miles an hour times the number of hours in a year uh, is a great distance, right? And we're going sideways at millions of miles an hour. So, Yeah, that model you have behind you is crazy. I've seen that before. That that yeah. seems absurd to me. How in the hell? It, I don't know. I, I got nothing. But how in the hell is that? really what we're going through because it's not they're, right. they're, they're treating right. us like complete and total baby idiots you know like insects it's unbelievable and the um, the deception is so big just go watch some you know look some of the space program commercials and videos they had up there it is the the amount of propaganda nonsense with the space program is is insane right here's the thing that um that nasa has it's called the three body problem you guys familiar with this no no nope. so three body problem. So everything is gravity. You know, we're falling around the sun, right? The sun is a basketball and the earth is a BB that's a mile away. Okay. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And, but the sun's <laughs> gravity is holding onto the earth and the earth is being pulled towards the sun, but it's actually going so fast that every mile it pulls it towards the sun, the, there's a drop of a mile. So it's in an orbit. That's what an orbit is. You're, you're in the gravity, but you're you're falling around the gravitational object. Falling with you style. Know, yeah, you're falling around. And then and then the moon is falling around the Earth, okay, in the opposite direction, but that doesn't even matter. So NASA <laughs> can get, take a supercomputer, anyone, you know, any com- and they could put in a supercomputer. They could put in, all right, I have a mass, a ball this big, it has this much gravity, and I have a ball, this little ball, and it has that much less gravity, and I'm going to put it into an orbit in the computer, and the computer will run that model forever. And it works perfectly like a clock. Mm-hmm. And they say, all right, now let's just add one more body, any size, doesn't matter, a moon, another planet, whatever. And we're going to put it into orbit around one of those. The entire model falls apart immediately. Breaks it. it goes into yeah. randomness like a beehive. Now, our, <laughs> our galaxy, our solar system has like 80 objects in it with all the moons and everything yeah, yeah. and they all have gravity and they're all today they're all lining up don't you think that lineup would tug on the moon just a little bit like when yeah. the moon is in between the new moon is right in between the earth and the sun how come the sun doesn't rip it away or at least tug it okay you know something it's, no, it's just happens. a little too right yeah it's a little too perfect it's it's insane it's an actual <laughs> insanity that there proves that the heliocentric you know solar system is is bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what a way to say it, man. It's 2020, and people still believe we live on a cartoon ball flying through an infinite vacuum. Check this out. There once was, this is the official story of the heliocentric model, all right? Once there was nothing, and then it exploded and created <laughs> everything. And then all of the hard, dark, the matter co- coalesced into these spinning balls. And all of the gas, the pure, beautiful gas, coalesced into bigger balls with even more gravity and ignited in fire that burns for billions of years without changing. And it left a vacuum in between. All right? Yeah. You couldn't sell that as a B-rated movie, you know, to Hollywood. <laughs> There's no way. And, and then, you know, if you got a ball of hydrogen and lit it on fire, it's going to explode. The sun is burning. You know, they, Carl Sagan told me, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. That a photon of light takes like a billion years to come from the center of the sun to the outside of the sun. And then it travels to Earth. In eight minutes. 
in eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's so cool. Right. That's so cool. It's the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> Here, another one. Why we're on the sun. So we're told, how, you know, we look up at the, on a clear night, if that exists anymore, um, you, there's billions of stars in our galaxy, 100 billion stars in our galaxy alone. There's, hun- there's 100 trillion galaxies and, you know, it, the numbers are just yeah. insane. It, yeah, and, the numbers go way too. And what are all those stars that we see? What are they? What are they? In the heliocentric bullshit model that we were indoctrinated with. So it's supposed to be other galaxies, right? Uh, no, other stars, you know, the other, yeah. there, there's a, you know, and maybe some of them are galaxies, but most of what we see in the sky are stars inside the Milky Way galaxy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, some of them are bigger than our sun. Some of them are the same size as our sun, right? That's what we're told. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so in the heliocentric model, our sun is like one of those yoga gym balls that you could, you know, big ball, right? Yeah. I can barely wrap my arms around. Mm-hmm. And the earth is a BB next to that thing or a marble. Okay. Yeah. So imagine you're on the earth and you're on a little island in the middle of the trial. And, you know, so you can see the horizon all the way around. And for modeling purposes, I take our big sun and I bring it just a mile over your head. It's a mile over your head instead of 92 million miles away. It fills the entire sky, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it fills the entire sky, the entire sky. It fills. Then I move it 93 million miles away and do the perspective as things go farther away, they get smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. It becomes the size of a dime or a nickel held at arm's length. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that tells you as you move it away, it gets smaller. It went from the entire sky to the size of a dime or a nickel. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. If I doubled the distance, could you still see it? It's going to go from a nickel now. Yeah. It, like if I eight times the distance, eight times, okay. could you see it? Any thinking mind will say absolutely not. It's angular size is too small. Does that have to do with how bright the object's shining? Forget the brightness because you wouldn't be able to see it. But let's just assume brightness goes forever, which it doesn't. We could talk about the inverse square law of light. But let's just talk about if I moved it eight times farther. It went from the entire sky to a nickel. And now I'm going to move it eight times farther. It's going to disappear. Okay. The closest star in the helio bullshit system is is, is four and a half light years away that's the distance light travels in a year okay yeah that sun that we just moved eight times farther is a light hour (laughs) just one wow one light (laughs) hour and the closest star the closest star is four and a half light years how can we see it it's impossible and every time you the, the brightness of something, if the sun was half the distance to us, it would be four times brighter. That's it's called the inverse square law of light. If you have okay. if you put a bright light in your eyes, it's very bright. But if you move it, you know, 50 feet away, it's going to be much dimmer. And then if you move it and, you know, double that distance, it's a quarter of that brightness. Right. Yeah. So so as you know, like mama, if I'm looking at a light. That's, uh, you know, if I'm looking at the full moon, let's say it's one lumen just for easy math. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I go halfway to the moon, it's going to be four lumens. Right. Then if I cut right. that half in half again, it's going to be 16 lumens. And if I get halfway closer again, it's going to be 64 lumens. And by the time you get to 100 miles from the moon, it's like 10 million lumens. And the astronaut supposedly took a picture of the dusty, dirty gray ball from that distance. And it, it's just nonsense. It's it's complete and total nonsense. That, I gotta laugh. I, I'm sorry. I, I have to laugh 
right? Because the dusty, dirty ball is reflecting light so bright you can read by it in the middle of the woods. Next. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, it, the picture you're showing here, you got. I know you, the listeners can't see it, but that surface sh- should be so bright to him. For us to see the moon, a full moon, the brightness that we see it, and when we see a full moon, it's bright from edge to edge. Go take yeah. a single source light and light up a ball, and there'll be a hot spot, and it'll fade out towards the edges. That's just right. how light works when reflecting off a ball. Well, the moon is its own light. Now, does the sun power up the moon? I think it might, but it's not reflecting light. The sun is like a Tesla coil, and the moon is the is receiving that energy, and it's fluorescing. I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't go there. <laughs> no one's ever gone there. <laughs> man. What else you got? I got tons, man. You guys no, got that. No, I mean, <laughs> all right. So here's one everyone's going to want to know. And this is because I've done my own research on flat earth and I'm kind of on your side here. But how do seasons work? Oh, my God. All right. I'm going to I'm going to just share my screen. And then this way you guys can comment better and the listeners can use their. I can't share my screen. yet. don't have that activated. Can you activate that easily or no? It's all right. It's OK. Um. So you know about the, you've heard of the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really know what those are, right? You're just like, no, no, I don't, I don't know what they are. <laughs> okay. Um, and I've heard about them my whole life. So the um, think of a globe, that the globes that they had in school, the globes that you may have in your house, and the globe has an equator on it. Okay. That's the equator. That's 24,000 miles around, right? Mm-hmm. right? And then the Tropic of Cancer is a line parallel with that equator that's um, maybe a third of the way up from the equator. And the Tropic of Capricorn is a third of the way down from the equator. Okay. okay. So they're both smaller circles because they're not, you know, not near the edge. Um, what, what just happened to the screen? Uh, you got bigger. Oh, all right. Oh, you know what? <laughs> you, uh, you just enabled screen sharing. So, yeah. Um, so you got to give me a second though. The, um, so, so you have those two balls. This is what they tell us. This is what they tell us is, um, is, is what the Tropic of Cancer and the top Tropic of Capricorn are. All right? You mm-hmm. with me? Yep. Yep. A little all bit right. above so and below in, the equator. Right, right. <laughs> so in reality, they are, um, if, the, if you look at the flat, oh, we didn't get into what the flat earth is. So, so I'm going to um, share here. And then um, the, did I, am I sharing screen right now? No, I'm not. No. There you, go. there you go. Here it comes. Okay. All right. So All right. the flat earth, the flat earth, think about this. What is a pond? Forget, forget what I'm showing you guys. What is a pond? A pond is a, a big, big puddle. puddle. Mm-hmm. It's a big puddle. Very good. <laughs> yeah. And where does the water in that puddle preside? At the lowest at, point. At the lowest the part. Land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you have a pond, we're expanding now. Um, the shoreline of the pond is the higher land that's above the water level. Right. Right. And if there's a bump in the middle of the pond that's higher than the water level, what do you have? An island. Yeah. Right. Okay. So now you expand that even bigger, and we take all of the oceans of the world, and we're just going to call them the world pond. Antarctica is the highest land on Earth. They don't tell us this. Okay? Okay. Like, when you pull up to the shoreline of America or, or, or the Caribbean or whatever on a boat, you basically can just walk off and, you know, and there's the shoreline and it's right there. Antarctica, the shoreline's like 200 feet above your head, right? Because <laughs> it's the highest land on Earth, right? Wow. And if you climb up that ice wall, not like the Game of Thrones, it's just that the plateau is 200 feet above the water. That's the low spot. 
it goes on for hundreds of miles, and then there's a mountain range that's supposedly higher than Everest. Okay. Okay. What, what's beyond there? We're not going there right now. So, so we have the World <laughs> Pond, and we have a bunch of islands on the pond. We'll call them continents. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And so inside the um, – so we have the equator, which is around halfway between the center and the outside. And then we have the Tropic of Capricorn, which is wider and bigger – than the equator then we have the tropic of cancer which is you know in closer to the center the north is the center of the flat earth okay the north pole is the center of the flat earth so at the north is the center if you break out a compass it's going to point to the north because the north Mm -hmm. let's just put let's say there's a magnetic mountain there no one's allowed to go there we don't know where this magnetic force is coming from let's just say it's a magnetic pole and all compasses point there. Mm. So if you want to go south, south is every direction away from the north. So if I went up, down, left, or right from the center, that's all south. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? South <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. and north are straight lines. Okay? East and west, if you have your compass, it's pointing towards a pole. Right? Just think of this on a smaller scale. You got a, a pole sticking in your yard, and it's magnetic pole, and you're holding a compass. And it's pointing the north needles pointing at that compass. You want to go west or east. You have to keep turning. If you go west, you have to keep turning to the right. Or if you want to go east, you have to keep turning to the left to head dead wreck in 90 degrees or 270 degrees west. Right. You have to turn. So east and west are circles. This does not prove the earth is flat because it's the same on a ball earth. Okay. Right. Okay. You can go from America to Japan by heading north. And as soon as you pass the center north, you're heading south. You're still going in a straight line. And you're over in Japan. You just went over the top of the North Pole, not over the top of a ball. Doesn't prove either because you can do it on both. The only thing that you can't do is on on a flat Earth. You can't go from like the tip of Santiago, Chile, over Antarctica and pop up over in Australia because on a flat Earth, they're very far from each other. And guess what? Nobody has ever done it. People have done those first three scenarios, east, west and over the north billions of times. Nobody has ever circumnavigated heading south and come back up on the other side. Do you know why? Because they can't. They can't. Because they can't. The earth is flat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, so yeah, so seasons. So right now um, we're looking at the, at the, at the map and the sun is over the Tropic of Capricorn, which is the, which is the outer land. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is the, which is um, the south is the outer part of the lake. And the north is the inner part of the lake. Well, right now it's December 21st. The sun is directly over the Tropic of Capricorn. The sun travels um, in between the two tropics every year. It takes a year to go to go, you know, six months to go in and six months to go out. If I jump the sun forward to June, it moves all the way in to the inner north. So right now I have it showing June. It's over the Tropic of of Cancer. And us in the north, the sun is closer to us, so it's higher over our heads. Like if I'm, you know, if I'm looking at an airplane flying directly over my head, it's directly over me. But if I move that airplane way away from me, it's not. It, it looks much lower on the horizon. Right. And that's why the sun is low in our sky right now in the north because it's farther out south. And the south isn't having the the south is having the height of their summer right now, and we're freezing our butts off here in the winter. Because mm-hmm. the sun is far away, right? Yeah. 
man yeah so so that's how seasons work and i'm going to show you how it's ridiculous the the ball model for seasons but think about this people here's the argument that the that the diehard ball zealots will make is <laughs> you know the sun will have to speed up because when it goes over the tropic of capricorn which is that outer bigger loop it has to go around in every 24 hours that means it has to go you know almost twice as fast right would right. we notice that Mm-hmm. Right. Sounds so right. We don't we don't notice it because we're we're in uh, we're in uh, whoops we're in um, uh, we're we're seeing things in our in our personal atmospheric dome of vision, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And but here's the thing in the where where are you guys you're in you're in the USA right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right. So in the in the summer in June July when the sun sets how long is it still twilight it's still light out it's long pretty pretty long oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Like eight thirty, nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah nine thirty even in in June, and that's because the sun is close to us and it's moving slower. But right now in the south, if uh, in certain places in the south, when the sun sets, it's dark in five minutes. It's pitch black, okay, <laughs> because the yeah. sun is going much faster and it pulls out of your personal atmospheric dome much fat much faster. In, in reality, on a ball. The same number of degrees north latitude versus the same number of degrees south latitude, six months apart, should have the same weather, same sunsets, same sunrises, same everything. But that's not the case at all. Like 60 degrees north, there's animals and trees and plants and all sorts of life and stuff. Same degree south, there's nothing. There's zero. There's a couple penguins. That's Mm. it. Okay? (laughs) So none of that makes any sense on a ball. And then we're taught taught that um, on a uh, a – on a ball earth the reason we have seasons is because we're tilted away just a little bit right yeah. axial yeah. tilt is the reason for the season right? yeah the light is spread out <laughs> because of that tilt when you tilt it back the, the amount the same amount of light gets spread over a bigger area bullshit okay <laughs> yeah on june 21st which is the inner southern solstice solstice um when you if you go down to the beach and uh, you wait on a clear day the sun appears right at sunrise, or I call it the sun approach. As soon as you can see the sun, you can feel the heat blasting on your face. That is at the most severe tilt. That's an 89-degree tilt, let alone the 34-degree tilt You know that causes our seasons. Mm. That is the most severe tilt you can be. You can feel that heat on your face. Six months later, when on December 21st today, when the sun is at a you know, the highest point of the day, which isn't as high as the summer, but it's way higher than the horizon. You go look at the sun, you can barely feel the heat on your face. Right. And it's at a much more direct angle. That there alone, completely 100% without question, scientifically debunks the tilting theory. Now, the tilt, the, you know, the sun being at a lower angle, sure, it affects it a little bit, but the sun's 93 million miles away. That tilt difference is like 0.00000000 something of difference in 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 length in uh in distance okay so all of that heat is traveling for 93 million miles and that tiny little bit makes you know boiling hot to freezing cold okay yeah yeah it's not it's just a local <laughs> light it's a local light so that- I, just real quick the app i was showing you guys and not that anyone can see it it's called the flat earth sun moon and zodiac clock app right now if you try to learn what flat earth is and Google flat earth, you will end up um, you will end up at the flat earth society, which is not 
what we believe, right? The Flatter Society is a government-controlled website that gives you disinformation that will make you laugh at Flat Earth and never look at it again. No it's kidding. been around for a long time, and it, no, no, nobody believes anything on there. Um, it's all garbage. If you Google Flat Earth, you say, hey, Dave, send me a, a video about how seasons work on Flat Earth. And I send you this video that completely shows you how Flat Earth works. The next video that Google will serve you is a propaganda video by National Geographic or somebody else where they purposely lie, right? It's all garbage. So this app, um, what this does is it every day it serves you a new video. Um, it's called the Daily Video. And I tell people to take the Flat Earth app challenge. Watch one video a day for two weeks. And uh, short ones during the week, longer ones on the weekend. And then you will know you'll, you'll be red pilled. You'll be done. OK, and uh, you'll you'll know you just tap on the, the little picture of the video. Up comes the video. And then every video that follows it is videos from the app. OK, not mm -hmm. from Google. So you may be watching and go, yeah, but what about you know, what about you hit the little question mark and up comes all of the questions you have, you know, as you guys <laughs> said, what about seasons or, you know, what about circumnavigation, which we talked about? You know, why the lie? We're going to get into that in a minute. If you click something like why the lie, up comes a playlist of all the videos on that topic. Something oh, wow. Google will not serve you, right? This app will show you where you live. And I'm going to tell you why it's so important in this crazy screwed up world that we're in. Why I'm talking about flat earth and not about, you know, what are we going to do to stop whatever. Um, also <laughs> on it are other resources. We've got a, a curve calculator on there. We have biblical flat earth videos, uh, mud flood videos. We have stuff about that funny beer bug they're talking about. Um, there's all sorts of stuff and different languages for people that don't speak English. Um, and there's a ton of other features on there. So that's, uh, that, that's it. And the app's called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. It's it's you're buying me a half of a beer. It's two dollars <laughs> and ninety nine cents, and 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 that's how you can learn about flat Earth. It'll, you know, it'll save you if you want to really learn about flat Earth on your own. It's going to take you. Um, it's going to take you five hundred hours, and you're going to get so discouraged, you're going to give up because it's going to confuse you. You're going to get like if you Google flat Earth, all of the crap they, they're putting up hundreds of videos a day of nonsense. Yeah, you know, five years ago, you used to get all the videos. But they have an organized effort to just fill it with nonsense to confuse and tire your mind. So people just give up. <laughs> people say, you know, I kind of looked into it, but I got tired of it. It was very discouraging. There was a lot of fighting. You know, it was just like, you know, debates and endless debates yeah. of nonsense. Condescension. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, there's no condescension. There's zero proof of the ball. There's endless proof. We can see too far. Right. If the earth is a ball, there's a curvature calculator, which is their curvature formula. Right? right, a six right. foot tall man standing at the edge of flat uh, of calm water. You know, large bodies of water at rest always lay flat. They don't curve. The horizon should drop away at three miles. It should, there's a six foot drop, so they shouldn't be able to see any more water. But we can zoom in and see oil rigs and wind turbines that at known distances, fifteen miles, twenty miles, and we can see the surface of the water beyond them. It should be hundreds of feet below the curve. Yeah, we can see them. Sonar from submarines can see things you know th that bounce off what sonar can see things like i think hundreds of miles away right there's like a mile of curvature how the hell are they seeing things if there was curvature uh, uh, a submarine just has to go sit on the floor and no one's going to see them unless they're within like you know five miles or closer yeah man oh man
yeah, it's endless, man. It, it's 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 such a rabbit hole that it, it's, it's really un, is. It's unreal. Yeah, it's it's really cool because when I first stumbled across this topic, I I said, yeah, come on, no way. Yeah, right. So then I started looking into it, and then I told my dad, who works for an aerospace company, and at first he laughed at me, and then now he's kind of on board so much so that I got him a flat Earth map for Christmas last year. <laughs> You gave him a flat earth map or map. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the the azimuthal, what is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The you got him the the um the standard map of the world one, right? Yeah, yeah. It hangs on the wall. He he loved it. He but he works for an aerospace company. Yeah, well, he's got to know. I mean, yeah. there's so many pilots. You know, what about <laughs> pilots? That's on the question mark page. There's what about pilots? We have testimony from pilots. You know, pilots can't talk about it or they get grounded. We had this one woman uh, airline pilot from. Uh, um, foreign airline, um, I forget the name of it. Air, I, I forget what it was, but she, as soon as she did our the show, she got grounded. She got, uh, you know, she really? got basically grounded because they don't want you talking about that. We talked to some Qantas pilots, and they say they openly talk about it in their lounges between themselves, but they don't talk what? about it publicly because they lose their jobs. Now, so they're going to follow the altimeter or whatever, and so this, I guess, it goes in a Coriolis effect. So they knowingly do not nose down. Even if they're following their altimeter, you're saying they knowingly do not nose down. Airplanes fly over the earth plane in a straight and level line. Okay. They don't go over the earth globe. <laughs> the earth okay. would be dropping away at a mile every two minutes. They'd have to nose oh, down shit. a mile. Now, when you're, if you're on a long plane, you're able to doze off and take a little nap, right? You're good. You're yeah. flying along. You're on a five, six, 10 hour flight. All is well. As soon as that pilot starts descending, just gets starts descending, you know, like 30 minutes before you land, they start descending. Mm -hmm. You you wake up. You're like, oh, we're descending. Yeah, you, you feel you, it. You know it. Yeah. You feel it. He ain't going down a mile every two minutes. <laughs> He's dropping down no. at a much less rate That's than an that. Excellent point. Excellent yeah. point. Yeah. And uh, and they're flying in a straight line. Um, there's so many, you know, there's there's a book called um Emerge, uh, 16 emergency landings that prove flat earth amazing book you can get it free online as a pdf or mm. you can buy the coffee table version and put it on your book and and uh, destroy people's lives when they come to your house and they pick <laughs> it up um but basically they're saying like a flight flying from uh, flying from uh the philippines to california and on the on the globe hawaii's right there in the middle and mm. you, it's just going well a woman uh, her water broke or whatever or someone had a heart attack whatever and so instead of landing in Hawaii or continuing to flo to California, they landed in Alaska all what? the way up. I, you look at the globe, you're like, that's ridiculous. That's way out of the way. Mm. Laid it on a flat map. It's, it's right on the way. I've seen <laughs> I've seen these uh, diagrams before where it'll show on a globe earth. It'll show all <laughs> these layovers and they're way out of the way. And then you lay it out on a flat earth. It's a straight line. Yeah, it's it's a you know from the north to the south is a straight line. From the north to the north, straight lines. Same on a globe, same on a, a flat Earth. But when you get into the try to go to um, southern locations, where uh, from a southern a deep southern location to another deep southern location, they uh, the the it's totally different. Like if you try to go from Australia to Santiago, Chile, you got to go all the way up to the U.S. across the U.S. and all the way down. But when you Go when you look at it on a flat map, it's a straight line, same path, straight oh line. Oh my god! Yeah, look at it's that. It's a straight line. That's insane. Wow. It's, 
You know what's insane? That it's the year 2020 and people still believe we live on a cartoon ball. No. Okay? That's what's insane. And then what? people people who say it's flat are ostracized and they're, they're made fun of. And it, it's ridiculous. That's changing, my friend. Today, you know what? It's changing right now. This planetary alignment supposedly is going to wake people the fuck up. Okay? I hope so. So, so um, I, we've been seeing people awakening like five years ago when I say, hey, you know what? I'm checking out Flat Earth. You get laughed at. You get ridiculed. You get called a moron. And that's in. And basically, you lose the respect of everybody. Now you mention flat Earth to somebody, they're like, "Hey, that's interesting. I heard something about that. I got a question. You know, mm-hmm. let me have you on my show." Um, it's crazy how, um, how how it works, you know. Mm. So, um, so what was I saying? I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> I, I, I went <laughs> off too. Sorry. Uh, um, we were talking about airplane routes and uh, and oh, you're getting yeah. ostracized. So, so why the lie? Let's get into why the lie. Yeah. Right. We're coming up yep. towards the end here. Um, why the hell would they lie? You know, what, how, yeah. how come people aren't uh, deathbed confessioning? How come, how come the 50,000 people that work for NASA don't say anything? Right. Right. Yeah. What, answer, what's beyond the wall that we, that we're not allowed. Yeah. The, the answer for that is, um, I don't think 50,000 people work for NASA. I think like 300 <laughs> people work for NASA. Okay. Mm. I don't know the number, but, and, and, and some of them that work there, they don't know. They don't know. You know, like when NASA did the moon program, the, the, the you know, the, um, whatever the, the ship was, the, whatever the rocket that went to the moon. The Apollo. The, yeah, the Apollo missions, but, um, the, the, I'm forgetting the name of the rocket. It doesn't matter. The V2. Um, it'll come to me. Yeah. It'll come to me. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> but they they don't make all their the parts. They farm out for the parts. So instead of farming out to five, ten, fifty, or hundred, five hundred different companies to get the parts, they farmed out to like a hundred thousand different companies. You make this hinge, you make this dial, you make this sponge, you make this seal, you make whatever. That and that way everyone can say, My my grandfather worked on the Apollo mission, the Saturn V <laughs> mission. You know, everyone worked on it. You know, I my I, I build satellites. Well, you may build satellites, but they put them up on balloons, you know? Yeah. Satellites are, are uh, um, you know, that's a whole nother thing. But nobody has ever been to space, you know? Satellites don't exist. They go up on balloons from Antarctica. They're crashing all over the Earth. NASA is the biggest user of helium in the world. And I think wow. anytime there's a big helium company, they end up buying it because they don't want people to have access to helium because if you have access to helium, you might decide to build a airship and the airships can travel without a lot of fuel or any fuel, hmm. um, great distances. And they don't want you doing that, you know, hmm. and hydrogen is too explosive as mm-hmm. the, the Hindenburg, uh, false flag, you know, event proved. So there's thousands and thousands of satellites in space, uh, in the, in, or, you know, above the earth, um, who knows what they're doing? They have nothing to do with GPS, if you ask me. Right. Um, where were we? I'm on board with that. Place. No GPS. <laughs> oh, you you want to know about GPS? No, I'm on. I, yeah, tell the audience, but I'm I'm on I'm on your side with this GPS stuff. Yeah, GPS is the ground positioning system, if you ask me. And then if you um if you flying out over open ocean where there's no islands or anything, there's no GPS. Right. Between California and Hawaii, there's no GPS. Over the Amazon jungle, there's no GPS, okay? Southern Oceans, there's no GPS. And that's because GPS is a ground-based system. So you have to have ground and electricity and people, you know, it's all tower-based system 
uh, with a graphic overlay, uh, you know, taken from high altitude airplanes. Nobody's been to space. Um, and that, that, you know, if there was GPS, there'd be GPS everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Man, oh man. <laughs> a lot, man. <laughs> you know, um, you know, the remember the Red Bull jump with uh, Felix Baumgarten? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yep. So Felix Baumgarten said he saw the curve of the earth or whatever. And when he was up there, the, you know, and that, it's just a fisheye lens because everything we saw was, was uh, New Mexico. I get, I say Arizona, New Mexico, because there's two different things, but mm -hmm. New Mexico, it was literally planet New Mexico. But that's the point I want to make is the guy that, the, the, the mission control guy that was talking to him the whole way was having a hard time reaching him when he was near his maximum height of, I think, 127,000 feet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, they lost calm in a direct line of sight at 127,000 feet in the year 20, oh, whatever, 20 something yeah. within the last 20 years, you know, in the year 20 something. But in the 1960s, President Nixon on a landline can talk to the guys on the moon <laughs> perfectly clear without a delay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Huh. Huh. They're treating us like babies. All right. I know where we were. Why the lie? Why the lie? Right? Because they don't want you to know who you are, where you are, what you are. If they can convince you that you are lost in space, that nothing exploded, created everything, lightning struck, created an amoeba, which is impossible, turned into a fish that grew legs, climbed out of the water, found another mutant fish, had sex, had a monkey, and had a retarded baby that came out human. Okay. <laughs> And that you're spinning out of control on a randomless speck where there's trillions of other specks that could be just like you in a godless or at best distant God universe, then you yeah. could be convinced of anything. Like <laughs> sounds, you know, sounds totally plausible, right? Yeah. So <laughs> they, they want the, basically, you know, they're, and I'm, I'm not religious at all or anything. They're hiding God. They're hiding the creator because right. before I discovered flat earth, I, uh, I, I would discount anybody, no matter what they said, no matter how much I like them, as soon as they mentioned anything religious, the Bible, the Quran, whatever, you're out, you're dead to me, unsubscribe, tear up my notes from what you just said, and I move on because you're a religious fanatic. Mm -hmm. So the problem is when I discovered that the, what the earth wasn't and what it, we're learning about what it is, it's intelligently designed. It's not a random accident. So right. there's a creator. Absolutely. And they don't want you to know that because once you understand that, then you might realize that nobody has dominion over you and you have your god-given free will that they can't take from you unless they trick you into giving it right yeah there's nothing they can do to you unless you agree but they trick you they tell you what they're doing in their deceivious ways De deceivious is that a word um <laughs> we'll go with it yeah no, deceivious deceivious <laughs> whatever um in their in their trickster ways and if you don't say no you're saying yes that's how the word world works you know hey we told you you know, we told you that these uh, these things that they're jabbing into your arm killed lots of people, you know, during the trials. We, we told you that we were spraying stuff in the sky. We told you, you know, in many movies and commercials and stuff about the thing that happened in New York with the airplanes. We told you it was going to happen. Right. But you didn't say no. Okay. Well, you know, I always want, you know, they after that thing happened in New York, the they we everyone pounded the war drums like we have to go get mm -hmm. them. And then they yeah. went to war. I'm like, why don't they just go to war without the we're, we're powerless. No, they need us. They need us to give them approval yeah. to do it. Okay. Yeah. So hmm. again, they're hiding the creator and, and, and 
when people, you know, I used to wake people up with my other show called Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. I used to wake them up to all these other events and people like, wow, that's amazing. And then they just fall right back to sleep and go back to work. But when you <laughs> wake somebody up to the flat earth, they can't, they're done there. It's literally like the best crack <laughs> in the world. You can't get off it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's addictive because it affects you every single day of your life, everywhere you are. Right. It's not, it's no, there's no distance. There's no distant land that makes it any, any foreign. Like, you know, the thing that happened in New York, I think that there's people you know, in other countries that don't even remember it. You know, they're like, that's nothing. That's so far. I don't even know where New York is, you know, is what <laughs> they're, they're going to say. Um, and, and it's even here in the United States. Like I live right next to New York city. When I went to Ohio a couple of weeks after nine 11, it was a whole different vibe there. People, you know, they, they was affected them, but it was, it wasn't as much. I'm like, yeah, huh, that's interesting. So when you realize who you are and take your power back, everything changes, you know, people are like, well, what difference does the shape make? Well, the shape makes no difference at all. It matters that you know who you are, where you are, what you are. And, um, that allows you to, you know, make rational decisions and take your power back and, and follow your soul's journey. Our goal here is not to lose control of our soul and they're fishing with a soul lure system. Wow. <laughs> I mean, nice. If, if we find out the earth is flat a hundred percent, say it, they, they come out and they say it, then we're like, what else did you lie about? They're you done. Know? When that happens, they're done. Yeah. They're, they're done. Everything's Toast. done. Because here, here's the problem. You know, flat earthers see through everything. Once you see flat earth, it opens up something in your mind where you can see through all of the other deceptions. Like, you know, the news is a comedy show. It's literally a comedy show. Oh, yeah, it's I a don't comedy show that. of nonsense. You know, because, you know, we, we've been screaming about this stuff forever. And people are like, you're conspiracy theorists. Well, it's all true now. And now they just don't like, well, I, now, you know, now they, no one wants to look back. Nobody wants their ball taken away. You know, it's mm -hmm. easier to come to convince to fool somebody than it is to convince them they've been fooled. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So once you are willing to lay down your ego, get rid of the entire foundation of your world belief, which isn't a foundation at all. It's spinning in space on a you know spare rock base, <laughs> a, sp a, a spinning pear shaped water ball rocket ship, okay, <laughs> which makes no sense. And plant your feet on solid ground and know that you're part of this system and know that you're special and know that you're powerful. Mm. A life is life changes and it's amazing. I believe it. I believe it a hundred percent. Yeah. Any, any last questions guys? Cause I gotta, gotta get a move on here. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, you covered quite a bit. There's a lot, man. And there's lots on wine. The, the thing is, don't anyone that's hearing this for the first time, don't write these guys nasty emails. Take the Flat Earth app challenge. It's $2.99. The Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app by Google Play. And uh, it's by Blue Water Bay, but it's on Google um, Google, uh, Google App Store and uh, iOS App Store. Watch the daily video every day. What happens is they'll say, hey, I watched you on the so-and-so show, and I, I, I bought your stupid app for $2.99, <laughs> and, and I took the challenge, but I didn't want to wait every day, so I hit the archive button next to the button, next to the, the, the window, and that brings up all the videos that have been on the app for the last couple of years. Mm. Bring food and water if you do that, because you're going in, <laughs> and you ain't coming out, okay? And they're like, I haven't slept in two days. My partner wants to kill me. You know, Holy crap, you've ruined my life. What do I do now? And, and I'm just like, welcome. Welcome to Flat Earth. Join the club. You too can lose the respect of your friends and family <laughs> in two days flat. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, I got nothing else. Will, you got anything else? 
No, man, they, we have covered so much. Yeah, I just want to thank you for coming on. It was a great honor. I, you know, I've heard about you way before this ever happened. So nice. I, I, I listen. I like going around seeing whoever anybody wants to have this conversation. <laughs> it's a fun conversation, and uh, um, and if I wake up one person or a hundred people, God bless, right? Yeah. Because you know, this is what we got to do. And, it, you know, if you know the earth, if you're out there and you know the earth is flat and you're not talking, you're part of the problem right now. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. we don't have a lot of time left, right? It with, with what's happening. Um, people really need to step up and, and stop, you know, pretending it's, you know, I, I want to say stop pretending it's the 1800s, but the 1800s, they knew everything. They were building beautiful <laughs> buildings. They knew the earth was flat. They were flying around in giant airships. Okay. Yeah. We are at the bottom of, of the, of the scale of intelligence right now you're not kidding <laughs> yeah yeah so my youtube channel is d-i-t-r-h initials for deep inside the rabbit hole i have lots of short little videos there um i uh i i, I interviewed a 102 year old woman named ruth uh, back in january of this year and okay, nice. she was remembering her fifth birthday party i was interviewing wow. her about the world's fairs and Dang. she was telling me details about her birthday, and I asked her if she remembered her elementary school. She knew the school, the teachers, knew some of the kids in her class still. And I asked her, "What did they teach her in science? What did they teach you in science class about the Earth?" I'd never said any, didn't hint anything. And she goes, "They taught me the Earth was flat." <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" And I interviewed her. Uh, it's a great video. It went viral, and then on a bunch of radio shows, I told people we don't have much time left because the the people that were taught flat Earth in America are a hundred years old. So we need to go to nursing homes and find them and interview them before it's too gone before it's too late. Mm -hmm. And then the next couple of days, COVID hit and they shut down all nursing homes and you can't get to any old people right now. Oh, nope. That could be a whole nother episode right there. I don't know. How I don't about know. that? This entire lockdown could be triggered because of my interview with Ruth. It would not. <sighs> <laughs> Look, it wouldn't surprise me because I think this whole lockdown is kind of bullshit anyway. But hey, you think? Yeah, <laughs> dude, come on. I know God, it is. I don't. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, no, no. This, guys, check out uh, um, on the app in the on the question mark page. No, on the the web button page. There's a button that says, I don't want to say the word because I don't know where this is going to go, and I don't want you guys to get censored. But it says we'll the beer right. bug. You know the the beer that we the the yellow beer that we like. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's we keep adding new videos to that every day. Um, just start watching there. If you're unsure what's going on, this this place is a mess. <laughs> uh, I think I'm getting the app. Yeah, the yeah. app is good, guys. Um, and and it, it's you know when you if you if you know about flat Earth and you're talking to flat Earth with somebody, you break out the app while you're talking. And you go, look, this is how it works. Here's how the seasons work. <laughs> they go. Oh, that's how it works. That's how it works. And it even and remember, makes sense. you can share the app. There's a little button. You can text it to people, email it to them. You can send it on any social media platform. And then uh, you too will have somebody to talk to because no one, you're going to lose half of your friends and family <laughs> that don't, that won't look into it. Look, we do this show. We don't have any friends or family anyway. Perfect. 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 <laughs> you know what? The, the, you know, it, the, Majority does not rule. Majority are sheep. The majority are literally cattle. Yeah, absolutely All right. agree. All right, man. Yep. All right. Super fun. Thanks, David. All right, guys. Um, thanks. Send me a link when this is up, and uh, I'll share it around. All right. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. All right, guys. See ya. All right. Take care. See ya. Thanks. Man. That was, that was awesome. That was out of our control. <laughs>
Totally. <laughs> I still had a shitload of questions to ask him. I know. We, he he covered so much. I, I really do want to check out the app and it's three bucks. Go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. I'm not Christian paying present. three. I'm not the, I'm not paying three bucks for an app. It was a cool looking app though. I felt like I was not as prepared as I thought I was. So you felt you were not prepared. Is that oh, what you're saying? Yeah. I felt like I was not as prepared as I originally thought I was. Like I'm good to go. Let's do this. Oh shit. Yeah, and then but he you know, he go he goes so hard in the paint. I can't like <laughs> You know, know. he's like he's like an NBA center and I'm just a, a, you know, a junior basketball player in middle school. I'm trying to (laughs) like, hey, whoa, time out. Let's let me get a question in. Nope. He's dunking on me and I'm holding the sign up in the third row over here. Over here. (laughs) Real great show, though. I mean, he's a great dude. Yeah, he is a great dude. Not like condescending, not a jerk, nothing like that. No, like that's what I that's what I really like. Uh. I watched uh, something today. It was see if I can find it again and share it with you. It was a half an hour debate between three people that were flat earthers and three people that were educated scientists. And it was a good debate. Mm -hmm. Everybody had their opinions. Everybody kind of threw their own thing at it. And then the host, it was kind of like a presidential debate with those amount of people. Yeah. The host of the show was like Jubilee on YouTube or something. When things started to heat up just a little bit, everybody's voices were getting kind of raised. They're like, whoa, 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 cool down, cool down, everybody. Go go take a five-minute break, get some water, calm down. Yeah. And everybody came back and like, yeah, I respect what you're saying. Let's hear more. Or yeah. I disagree with it because of this. I mean, <laughs> David just went on and on and on and on, so we couldn't really. Look. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I'm. I'm fine with it for the most part. I mean. There was, it was good. There was more questions I had for him, but he he kind of he answered a lot without me asking a lot. Yeah, you know my my dad, like I said, my dad he works for an aerospace company and he's kind of on board with this stuff now. It's kind of weird, you know. But but it, maybe like I'd really like to look into it and know for sure. But like David said, they hired a thousand different companies that each produced a single little component. Of something, yeah, that's interesting. That's really interesting. So your dad's the a fin maker for one of the something, whatever, whatever the arrow, whatever he does there. He's just a small token of whatever the final product's going to be. They I don't made, know. I don't know for sure. I'm just they made the airbags for the rover, the Mars rover. So when it gets in the atmosphere, you know how the airbags deploy and it bounces around for a little bit, and then yeah. that's what yeah. they make. Oh, awesome. So just like uh, super indestructible sheets. Well, they make the motors for it, the propulsion for it. I don't know if they actually. I imagine they put the bags in it. I don't know, but they made that. And when I worked there, we were making something called. Nah, I better not say because I, I don't know what my. I don't know how long my clearance is. Uh, I better not say. Your uh, what's it? Something of disclosure or? It was. Yeah, I don't know what it. I don't. I think. I think it's ten years, but I could be. NID, notice of indisclosure or something. I don't know. Anyway, man, that was a good time. Yeah. Twenty twenty one, the year of the guests. <laughs> Not every episode. We could do that. Try to get one like once a month. 
every four or five episodes yeah 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 we got because that'll give us time to schedule it and in between we can do like an scp or an alt alt or whatever and well whatever we get into still want i still want to do secret societies yeah we need to do that and we also got to do the vaccines dude oh yeah kind of a spinoff of big pharma we still have an scp we got to record i know it's gonna be our hell episode it's it's not gonna go right we have been trying to record that one over and over a week now right something keeps happening when we go to record not quite a week but anyway whatever it is okay we'll get it done yeah that's what we do hey when push comes to push push comes to shove or shove comes to poop (laughs) i don't know we get it done push push (laughs) i breathe push it's not (laughs) that's part of the pushing is the breathing that's the breath work. You got to build up to it. Oh. Then you. Okay. <laughs> did we do our socials and all that stuff in the beginning? We did that, right? No, but people know where we are. Yeah, they, they didn't even take a break, so. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> they know it. This is the episode after the best of. That's right. Mm-hmm. And this is the first episode of 2021. Enjoy it, because it was fun for us. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Stay weird, world. And we'll see you guys next time.